Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the headline. Agents report a surge in buyers desperate to get out of deals as rates continue to soar. So it caught my eye because we're watching these cost of living issues continue to pile up at every level. And so we're going to be hearing, I think, more headlines like this. We started to hear them in 2022, but here we are in the new year with Star reporting that, you know, over the last couple of months, a few months, real estate agents have been finding themselves dealing with clients who bought pre-construction condos, and now that interest rates are suddenly surging, they cannot afford the new higher costs to close because who knew when you were doing that transaction that we would be in this position today because, oh yeah, Tiff Macklem, what was he saying two years ago? Go out and borrow, go out and spend. Rates will stay low. There's nothing to worry about. And here we are with interest uh, at 6.6%. So a lot of people who went in pre-construction to buy condos are looking at going, I I can't close this thing because I don't have the money. So they're trying to get out of developer purchase agreements. And, you know, as you know, condos are sold years before they're built. So like what happens if a glut of them are dumped? Can they be dumped? And what does it mean if this is happening? Condo sales, what does it mean if you bought a pre-construction detached home, which is probably much more expensive? Let's ask someone who is watching this closely. Ron Butler joining us. He's a mortgage broker with Butler Mortgage. Mortgage. Thanks so much, Ron, for joining us. My pleasure, Alex. Thanks for having me. So you can correct me where I am wrong, but I think a lot of this is due to the fact that, look, stress tests are done. Buyers passed those stress tests based on the situation a couple of years ago, but now they're finding that they don't qualify now for the higher ex- you know, costs that none of us expected. You're 100% right. Uh, we've seen the fastest acceleration of mortgage interest rates more or less in modern history in the last 10 months. So let's break it down. The most worrisome area mm-hmm. is detached homes. Yeah. Detached homes, semis, and, and townhouses that were bought, new construction, in 2021. 2021 was the apex house pricing in Ontario. There's never been a point where new construction was more expensive than mm-hmm. 2021. Now, most of those projects will complete this year in 2023. What's happened? Prices of properties have actually dropped. Not only that, but we have a situation where interest rates have gone up, in some cases, 130%. There's also the qualifying stress test that you mentioned, which is another 2% on top of these incredibly high interest rates, because we're looking at a situation where uh, these people, when they bought the properties, interest rates were between 1.45 and 3%. Now they're between 5.25% and 6%. The stress test adds another 2%. So we're looking at stress testing in the sevens and eights. Many of these people not only don't qualify, but the property is worth less when it's appraised. And since it's worth less, they have to come up with more down payment. Oh, it's such a problem because on one hand, you'll have people say, well, you can't, you shouldn't buy what you can't afford. But again, I go back to Tiff Macklin. He's the guy who was saying, uh, spend, don't worry, borrow, we're good. It's not going to go up. Uh, you know, and if it was, it was going to be very marginal. And 
here we are, and I'm getting no- notes every day from people saying, look, I can't afford my variable rate. I'm stuck. I have thousands of dollars I wasn't expecting. That, that I don't think we can blame on people because you budget for something uh, based on the knowledge of what you're getting from government and Crown Corps and all these people, and, and you should be able to go by that. But they have made some very, very, I think, consequential mistakes that are now costing the average person, uh, many of whom I think were on for the condo buyers. These are new buyers. I know a lot of them are, are flippers, but there is the, the the person trying to just get into the market who then again gets locked back out. But even if you pull out of one of these deals, once once you're coming to the closing, what are you seeing that's happening? Are they just walking away? Do they lose their down payment? What are developers doing? Because I have to think they're looking at this going, like, what, you know, they can't be left with this stock. That's a great question. Let me describe what happens. The buyer who walks away from the transaction loses their deposit. Yeah. The builder or developer goes ahead and sells the property then for whatever they can get. If there is a shortfall, and there probably will be, even with the seized deposit, the builder will go after, in court, mm. the buyer who walked away for the difference. And, by the way, the case law on that is 100% on the builder or developer's side. Yeah. So that, so that you're not just losing your real estate costs. You're losing, like, court costs, lawyer costs, all that stuff. It's, it, that, that's a, a big loss. Well, you could end, end up putting a, a couple hundred thousand dollar down payment, which you lost. And then when the builder sells the property, there's a further shortfall of a hundred grand, which the builder will come after you in court. Yeah. And then you've got like the other side of this market, like where the, the people buy, knowing that they're going to buy an investment property and then they'll sell it when it's completed with construction. And now they're finding it impossible, um, you know, that they can't, they can't make the investments. So they're, they're now having to, to back out of these deals. Their plan was to sell the property uh, for a higher value and make a profit. Now the reverse has happened. And in some cases for the condo buyers, they actually planned on selling by assignment and never actually closing on the purchase itself. Mm-hmm. When that disappears, they have actually no facility. They, had, they never had any way to actually get a mortgage and close. They really didn't qualify. They were just involved in the speculation on the rise of the prices. Yeah. It, some will, will not feel as sorry for those people because they'll look at them and say, well, you make a lot of money flipping. But but again, a lot of people are being uh, affected by this, no question about it. We know that developers have had to cancel. I, I, the last number I had was 10,000 uh, developments had been put on pause or canceled uh, because of the market shifts. What, based on the signs that you're seeing now then in the condo market, um, where do you see this going in 2023, given we are probably going to get two more hikes of interest, maybe not huge ones, but they're still going up. Um, and we are heading into a recession. So there's no question the market's going to be very tough. So what, what are agents like you uh, projecting now with this kind of thing? What are we going to start to see? We're, we have a firm belief that prices will grind lower. And this condo space is uh, really becoming an unknown issue. Just how many people will walk away? How many units will suddenly become available? This is an unknown that we're going to find out soon because there's 32,000 of them completing in the province this year. So it's going to be something. It's not going to be good. And and you're right. Even though some people were speculators and they might get hurt, a lot of people are just trying to buy their first home and they're going to experience enormous financial pain. So is there anything to do? I, mean, I, know, I know the government said before Christmas they're not going to change the stress test. And, and you don't want to get into a situation where people are borrowing and they can't afford. But at the same time, uh, you don't want 32,000 people having to just walk away from properties and be left in the hole, you know, because they made financial decisions based on the Bank of Canada's advice. 
Yeah, Tiff Macklin will never live down the statement rates will be low for long, that's for sure. <laughs> well, he, he, not. <laughs> he Not on this show he won't. Not on this show he won't, but he has so far been uh, given a pretty free ride. And the other one, uh, Ron, is, is the fact that it, condos aren't just a problem. If you've got, like you said, uh, a, a single detached home that you were building, not only did you get stuck with massive costs in uh, you know, wood and, and, and all the prices of, of buying the, the materials, but th- those houses are even more, and, and I guess people are going to have to walk away from those. There's no question that some of these situations are not manageable for people. I mean, it's we're going to see more and more of it, particularly through the spring and summer and fall, uh, that it's because you're right. There is really no sign that rates are suddenly going to plummet. If rates don't plummet, this problem continues for the whole of 2023. Yeah, well, look, I think inflation is going to be here for a while. Uh, on the flip side of this, there will be opportunity for people if they've got their affairs in order and, and if they kind of get lucky in the sense that they've got something saved and can put it down. So, So we will see that side of this. We will, but the problem, of course, is that these rates, with the extra 2% qualification test, the stress test, still hold some of those people back from taking advantage of the opportunities. So until things start to change, this is just going to be a tough market for everybody. Do you see, uh, is your industry going to be lobbying to get that stress test eased somewhat, just to get us through this pocket so that we don't kind of destroy millions of people's lives and uh, development, et cetera? I mean, is there there any kind of short-term fix that can be put in? Uh, there, there's a lot of things that could happen. The government could change mortgage rules to allow for 35 and 40 year amortization, which actually existed in the past in Canada. But some of these are also demand drivers, which will continue, which will possibly push the prices up before they create affordability. So the real truth is that there's been too many mistakes made by policymakers for too long. Mm -hmm. And the prices of product, the prices of homes in Ontario and certainly it's true in the lower mainland of British Columbia, but certainly in Ontario, these prices simply need to come down. We're looking at situations mainly today where people are, are the houses are seven, eight or nine times people's income. Yeah. Whereas for the previous hundred years or so, people never paid more than two and a half times or three times their income for a house. So there's some major structural changes that need to happen. Yeah, indeed, it's going to be a very tough time. Very much appreciate you giving some clarity to these uh, headlines and uh, what we need to watch for. We'll talk again, Ron. Thanks, uh, thanks, thanks again. Thanks so much, Alex. Bye-bye. That's Ron Butler, uh, mortgage broker with Butler Mortgage. Uh, again, uh, I feel for people. I really do. Not all people. Some made some very stupid decisions, but there are a lot of people who are getting caught in um, problems that they didn't ask for, didn't create, and simply listen to that guy, Tiff Macklem, who has not gotten anything right. Uh, so we'll watch for that as it continues uh, to evolve.